Welcome to Dice Night, a D&D podcast brought to you by the group Unpowered. Hello, my name is Casey Cool. With me tonight is Eric Scott, Sean's Schoolman Pool, and Hunter, known last name needed. Uh, welcome, everybody, to our new D&D show, our D&D podcast. Never been done before. No one's ever done never any of these, done. so never been done. Never seen um, one before. Never seen one. Don't listen to any. Never no, we... like this. Okay, everyone, take your shirts off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, oh, no, it's and... not that kind of show. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. No. Um, so, uh, welcome. We are, this is our first night. We're running a session zero, but we decided to start a podcast because of my love for DD. Uh, we do a, a main podcast on this channel about video games, but Underpowered is really about all gaming, the trading card games. Uh, Eric hosts a show about Pokemon trading cards. We have the standard show about video games, but we want to get focused more on tabletop games and my love for D&D. And the group came up with an awesome name of Dice Night because whenever we have it, and we're excited to talk to each other, we call it Dice Night. Um, who's excited, boys? So I'm excited. excited. I'm, 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 I'm chugging my black tea right now, so I have all the all the caffeine. Yeah. Now we have a secret campaign that we run because it's not for the ears of it's our special time together and we'll take breaks from that. That's where the shirts come off. That's where the shirts come <laughs> off. Right. Yes. 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 You missed that on take one, everybody. Uh, oh. which is my fault. Um, but uh we uh, we wanna run I we buy I, I buy I personally buy all the D&D books or I get D&D books. And I was like, I can't wait to run these. But we have this homebrew campaign that we started running for about a year and a half now. And we want to kind of mix it up because if someone gets busy or things going on. And we have a fourth member who couldn't be here with us tonight, but he will be uh, Meech, Mihi, Matt Mihi. He will be playing uh, in this campaign and he will be bringing the thunder. Great guy. Um, and uh we are going to focus on a module, one of the more popular ones that everyone starts after Christmas or the holiday season, is Icewind Dale uh, Rise of the Frost Maiden. And so we're going to be running a session zero today. And in that session zero, it's just to teach people how to um, how you should hold a group, right? Because I think that's really important to D and D. Uh, the the number one killer of D and D groups is what, Sean? Scheduling. Scheduling. Scheduling always kills <laughs> D&D groups. Um, and I also think some other red flags for D&D groups or when people start a group is there's no session zero. Because then not everyone's on the same page. Um, I think as a DM, it's your job to kind of lead and be point guard on that in a way. Um, and uh, and in doing so, it's... Um, Sets a good foundation. It sets a good foundation, and I think, and then everyone just knows what to expect. Like, oh, what what's the time commitment? We're gonna go through all of that here very shortly. Let me pull up my screen because I'm running two computers it's, right now. I don't know, Casey. Did you say that you're going to be the DM? Yes, the dungeon yes. master. I'm the dungeon master now. I'm not a forever DM, but I will be the dungeon master this time uh, for Iceman, and I'm the DM for our first campaign. Hunter has DM'd a one shot for us. That looked great. And Sean was my first DM in our group that got defunct for a lot of other outside reasons. But Sean was awesome DM. Scheduling. Scheduling and people moving <laughs> no. to Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, falling outs. Um, but the big thing I think it's great is we all have, like Sean has Strahd, right? That's the book you have. And we'd Curse love to run yeah. that. Yeah. Curse of Strahd. And Hunter got a really nice book from somebody yeah. really cool. Oh, man. That thing's sick. Is it cool? Yeah, he got a copy of the new Dragonlance from his neighbor. 
Oh, nice. That's me. That's me. I'm his neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> it's for him putting up with me and let me borrow his ladder all the time um, and helping me out. But uh, for session zero, shirtless, shirtless, definitely. Um, we have some checkoffs here that are. Uh, so the first thing in our checklist that I always like to go over is just the DM style. So uh, house rules, we have those as well. We have a list of house rules that I'll show up here in just a second. Our house rules are pretty standard in what we do. Um, they're unique to our game, and we're kind of continuing because we have experience together. Rule flexibility, we'll talk about something about how how far can you push a rule. Rules lawyering, as Hunter likes to call it. Uh, milestone or experience, we're going to talk about that tonight as well homebrew and then consequences from in game um so let's start with house rules um we i always bring them up because the house rules are kind of like your group's shared agenda or shared referendum in a way where you're uh you are saying hey i need to make a change to this or this is too overpowered or this doesn't work um so let me pull up our house rules here as like the standard rules, but then, you know, every yes. Group. Yeah. Every we obviously have the standard D and D rules, like our rule zero. The main thing is everyone ha have fun. Right. Um, that's not in the book. That's not in the book. Be <laughs> present. Cameras on. Now the camera on thing is different. Um, we found when we first did our online session, we had like a really good in-person session one time. And then our first online session kind of went to, because <laughs> people weren't listening there was a group of people together not talking and they couldn't hear whereas if you were in table so we had to set some kind of like everyone's camera needs to be on but i i think that's true because then you're engaged with your team a bit more or you just know that everyone's you're like accountable you're accountable yeah um Plus so much requires the use of your hands yeah <laughs> well and the other thing too is is D, D is designed to be played you know, in your parents' basement with a group of friends. Yes. And we're doing it online together. So we have to kind of get as close to that as we possibly can. Yes. It, it's not even mom's basement, It, but it is. It's about <laughs> being together, right? Um, right? Be your character, meaning like play like your character, don't play like you. Uh, you know, and that's not an excuse to be like my character would do it. You have to really think about the morality of a character. Um, our natural 20 rule is when you roll in that 20, you get max damage. Meaning, so if you had a weapon that was a 1d10 plus 8, you'd get the full 18. And then you get to roll and add that on top, right? So it's like a super crit. Um, potions, we, they can be used as a bonus action. If you use an action, you get the full stack, uh, effect of the potion uh, instead of roll. If you use it on a bonus action, you still have to roll and you don't necessarily get the full health effects. Um, players can get an extra attack bonus for good description. We talked about that, right? Or just some extra damage for flavor. Um, now, this one rule we haven't had to talk about. You can use a shield or weapon to block a critical hit, but it will break the shield or disarm the weapon, depending on the role. Um, team inspiration. We do group inspirations where the, the, if you get one, you can put one in the pot, and then each of them can get one. Um, can spin inspiration on ins uh, in reaction and inspiration on saving roll. Um, Cleave damage rule applies. So we do cleave damage because it speeds up combat. I feel like sometimes the game gets slogged in combat. Who wants to explain what cleave damage is? Hunter, why don't you explain it? Yeah, so basically, you know, you've got an enemy with only five hit points left, and you go for it, and you roll, you know, 20 
plus damage, we're going to take a portion of that extra damage after the five and apply it to the next enemy as 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 our befits. You know, if it's if the enemies are on opposite sides of the battlefield, it's not like your sword just went and then grew 60 feet. But mm-hmm. be sick if it did. <laughs> Do we roll to hit the next person too, right? It's not like an automatic hit. On the um, if, or is it? I don't remember. No, we I usually don't just apply it to the next. Human. We usually apply it to the next. So when you hit them, they are weakened. Yeah, and because usually if right. you're hitting something, it's the same AC, yeah. right? Like usually it's like, oh, a mob of skeletons. Okay, this skeleton had twelve, so this one's gonna have, um, you know, also twelve AC. So uh, it's you know. DM's discretion in a way, but yeah. whatever you think needs to speak, everything is. Up. Yeah, it's, it also it's a helps you feel a lot more badass, you know, like in, yeah. in like a hack and slash game where you're doing these big yeah. cleave attacks, just swiping down mobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you go ahead, Eric? Could you just apply that that initial hit roll to whatever it is that's near it? So if you rolled, let's say you rolled a twenty-one to hit, okay, well that's that applies to everything within cleave range. No, it's more of if you kill an enemy, whatever the overkill is goes to that enemy next to him. Well, I'm, well no, I understand that, but we're oh. talking about to actually hit that that next enemy. The the attack roll, not mm. the damage roll. I don't think we ever did a damage roll. Usually you just you just tack on like 75% of yeah. the excess damage to yeah. the next nearest yeah. target. Yeah, I've usually just and if it's close, like it doesn't really if it's like 20 feet away, it doesn't make sense. But if it's like if you're surrounded by three Right, you know, it's kind of more of a spacing thing in my mind too. Um, the other one, the Sean Pool original from the first campaign I ran with Sean, is rolling for hotness, and you can see how beautiful a person is if you roll a D twenty. Can't take full credit because I don't remember if I, I don't think I came up with it. But no, nope, no, nope, that is the Sean Pool original. <laughs> You'll find out very quickly. I, it definitely carried over from me. It's the group's favorite house rule. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's Basically, one that they'll recall. It's like whenever you meet a new person, up it's up to the player. But like, how yeah. beautiful does the character, their character, see this person? Because to one person, they could be a one, like a nat one, and right. then it's like next Beauty's person, in the they, eye could of like, the they could be nat twenty and be like the most beautiful. Like I think in our other campaign, there is yeah. another halfling. I play like a halfling bard, and there's another halfling that I met, and she, I think I roll a twenty, and yeah, yeah, not, like, and okay. he, I play like a teenager basically, and so he's. Yeah, yeah, he's she's the love of his life. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, it's a fun story. You know, he's trying to figure it out. And uh, the other thing about it is, too, sometimes with those rolls, like I have to be like, okay, for time, one roll for everybody, how hot they are. Or like, yeah, everybody yeah. roll. And sometimes it'll be a group average. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. you know. And it's not every NPC. It's like usually when we meet some new person, that's either in I think in the player's mind is either could be cute or could be like totally ugly. Because sometimes yeah. you don't want them to be hot. And then sometimes you get like this tentacle faced like whatever monster. You're like, she's beautiful. We tried whatever. to do this D&D podcast thing a long time ago, like when I was pretty green and D- uh, DMing. And now, now I have more experience works, but Sean was this total warlock. And we were fighting a green hag. And he rolled a nat 20 on how hot she was. And I was like, okay, now you have to listen. Like, you're seduced. Yeah, by I remember. It, went, I it protect, was like it totally backfired. her from everyone else. <laughs> yeah, right? he's like, no, no. Uh, His so, name was Hieronymus, and he would have mm-hmm. lost Ninja Turtle, and he yes. used a whip. Yes, he did. He did the whip. 
That's uh, actually really cool. I'm stealing that. I, it was. It was a good. <laughs> he was a hexblade warlock. I think was his class. I had in my mind an arc where they go into 1989 New York and meet the Ninja Turtles. Like I had a whole thing in my head. I'm like, okay, and then eventually we're gonna get to here. Um, so now, and then finally recall roll. So sometimes because of life and depending, some people have a group group note taker. I'm a note taker. I always have been. And some people do it for their characters. And sometimes they forget stuff. We do have. A, I make a running doc. Or I'll just take stuff. One, as a DM, you should always be writing your stuff down. And um, I think when you're writing your stuff down, uh, it's okay to give it to your players. But if they need a piece of information that I said you specifically need to remember it, I give them a chance for a recall role, and they can use history or like some type of intellect-based thing to recall it. But that kind of gives the enforcement, like, hey, keep track of your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. it, that's the other thing too. The DM, you are babysitting, but not really, right? You're more in like you're giving them the pieces if you want to be successful, but that goes back to the idea of consequences, right? When we talked about that for session zero. Um, so those are our house rules. Is there any changes, any uh, amendments, anything anybody wants to add? So uh, I wanted to ask about uh, spell slots out of combat for oh, great question, Eric. Great question. He gets inspiration for the night. Ding! <laughs> um, now, uh, I will say this. If it's... Because we we kind of were doing that when I was the wizard and Hunter was like, okay, you're being close. Like, for flavor, like, my wizard like to, like, miss a step everywhere. I think that's fine. If it's in, like, a situation where they're exploring the town or doing whatever, I think it depends on how ridiculous to uh, what you're trying to do. Right? Okay. Like... Like within re I'll be like, you're gonna have I would say like, okay, I wanna do this thing. I'd be like, okay, you have to use a level four spell slot. Mm, do I really want to try to do it? Like, and then you have to roll for it. So I'm still giving you an opportunity, but it's you know, you might blow that spell slot. And again, consequences are important for that reason alone. Um okay. can I answer that question? Yeah. So kind so, of. so, <laughs> so whenever you feel like it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. No, I would say what give me an instance on what you're saying too. <clears throat> Don't give away all your tricks, Eric. Um so let's let's say I wanted to try and and uh use a mind control type spell on an NPC to find out some information. Okay. I'm going like to like a guard or like who yeah, I get you. A guard or the way I always treated it is think about like I think we've all played WoW at some point in our yeah. lives, right? You know, like when you Never. when you when you cast a whatever kind of spell in a town, it's just like basically global cooldown timer. Whereas like if you're in the wilderness or you're in the shit, it's like the normal cooldown, aka a spell slot. Hmm. Right. And I think if you initiate it, a spell combat, versus a cantrip is a bit different too. Like if the cantrip, um, I'm trying to look in the player's handbook right now, my digital one, and see what it says. Casting spells. So, so essentially, if should the consequences of the spell result in entering combat? Yeah, then it costs. Okay. Yeah, I would say that. Um, yeah, because most mind control spells, they're aware of it after which would potentially put you in combat yeah like here's yeah. where it could be like broken right like the spell wish if like if you wanted to cast wish 
and just spam wish wish can like resurrect people it can cure it does all sorts of crazy things <laughs> yes if you just it's wanted like to use that uh, combat a wish a wish wish you're using a spell slot on wish right like if the discretion was there's also so it goes back to when we were talking about our um our uh let me get back to this guy right here um the idea of uh rule flexibility uh-huh. the rule of cool man if it oh, sounds yeah. cool we might let it happen but there's gonna be i think eric's always talking about we gotta be rolling dice and i think that's a big part of the game oh, you, we, you should still be rolling yeah. for anything you're casting it to you know require some kind of save regardless of our yeah. spell slot rule or not yeah so is it is it fair to say that that a good group a good cohesive group could could probably just apply context to the situation and and have a good understanding of, of okay this is what's going on what you're doing right now actually has either ser- you know either really serious story story implications or sure moving into combat implications yeah it's probably good to use a spell slot or am i just kind of screwing around or maybe right. is this mm-hmm. is this kind of an intermediate thing and, and there's flavor no combat situation yeah. then yeah maybe we can be a little bit liberal with with yeah use great way to put stuff. it yeah okay it, the thing about D is they even say it in the book like these rules aren't like definite i mean there's Not some things pass, that are no. You know, like they, they, the rules can be changed, right? They're a baseline, um, is what it they're is. baseline. Like, yeah, yeah, it's more of a suggestion, <laughs> like, and so mm-hmm. you either go with it, um, because you so can do it another way where, like, we get to a certain level, then you can then, like, level one spells basically become like cantrips or something, or like yeah, something like sure. that, where it's pretty, there's so many ways you can. I like do that it. idea a lot, I like that a lot, and that's something, um, I'd be cool with that, like, for me, like, uh, Eric Cockras, right. I always thought like the biggest nightmare you hear about flying classes is people like, and we fly 60 feet. I think at level one, you can fly 15 feet at level two. You can do 20, you get 10 feet progressively. Mm-hmm. till whatever that what's their, I don't know what their max flying height is. They changed it now. Is, did they, I bought the new, I bought, I spent like 10 bucks today. Buy the new updated. It's like new 30, updated it's, race. It's, their flight speed now matches their walking speed. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, um, right, maybe while we're on the topic well, of spells though uh we don't we haven't done this before just because it's so you know casual and i think i'm the only real proper spell caster in the other campaign but spell cool. material spell materials that's kind of the balance for like revivify costs a diamond worth a thousand dollars wish i don't so, even i don't even know if you can cast wish as a player you have to well, have something that does it you have you. to have a diamond but yeah basically yeah, like have, those are the balance more right. than just spell slots. So for managing, I think what I was thinking about this, because I think in this campaign, because we were running something from them, that again, uh, Rhyme of the Frost, maybe right here. Ciao. Um, I've been dying to run this since I got it. Uh, you will have to, as a spellcaster, make sure you go into town and like, you don't have to tell me I'm buying a bat swing. I'm buying, you're buying spell components. And then we can just make a standard price for how much you need. So, like, I would say, okay, how many spell slots? Like, are you out? This or that. So, it might be, like, 10 gold, 15 gold. It could change depending on the session. Inflation and such, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But if you don't have – if you're not buying components or you're not prepared for components, I I was thinking, like, a bag of components lasts you a session. So, having, like, two or three bags of components is always a good thing, right? 
Yeah, and usually for lower level spells, you don't even need components, or right. they're like because you have a focus. Most right. like ninety nine percent of spellcasters are going to have a spell focus that eats that cost. But then yeah, yeah, there's when you get to higher level stuff, then it turns into like you need a fifty gold. I forget what it is. I think it's like components that are above fifty gold caught worth yeah. or whatever. You have to actually add them. Like wish, yeah, and and that those like higher level spells will definitely enforce those rules and then just buying a component spell bag of arcana stuff that you need right it's like a, po a potpourri i feel like you're going to a potpourri shop and you're like here's your magic mix <laughs> a cornucopia of random fruits <laughs> right. yeah oh uh, well and actually when we were talking about leveling and spell levels we've always done milestone leveling but i wanted to pose to the yes. group do we want to do milestone or do we want to do experience i'm fine with either it really ends up being the same. It's just yeah. one is easier to track than the other. Yeah, um, milestone. I, milestone is probably just the best. You have an idea of when we want to level up. It's yeah. No, mm -hmm. There's no use trying to shoehorn experience into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we, here's a random encounter. Yeah. I don't. Right. Yeah. It. I feel like from the DM point of view, it gives you more freedom to customize and like make up these cool things without worrying about like, Oh no, I gave them 10 monsters. Now they're going to level up, but I didn't want them to level up or like whatever. Like, yeah, there's so many other things you have to worry about with experience. And, and some people like that real number crunchy, mm -hmm. like super crunchy. And some people want a story. I'll experience. probably be doing experience for the... Dragonlance. No, for the oh, other yeah, 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 great yeah. one. Spoilers. Yeah. No, <laughs> previous, previous. Just because it's going to be so open world. Like, I'm literally mm -hmm. probably the first yeah. time in DMs just going to be like, go like there's no I railroading there's no overarching story it's just live it yeah that would make I more sense i think yeah when it's something that's more linear like a contained kind of story like this and that's what Miles these books milestone, are the modules are right like, milestone makes more sense i think whereas like yeah what hunter's saying experience makes sense when it's more open world of like oh you just go out and do your things and when it's like more contained like you're doing one shots like my kind of campaign where i have they're basically a guild that collect. Oh, almost like I forget what it's called. Fairy tale. Is it fairy tale? Yeah, where yeah they like, like have fairy tale the anime. Yeah, no, fairy, that's right. anime where they basically get these missions and they go on them and that like they come back to their guild. Like I feel like experience would kind of make sense in that. Or yeah, too, you but. should try Goblin Slayer by the way because that it's D and D. And then there's another one. If you guys yeah. haven't actually, that's your guys's anime homework. Goblin Slayer <laughs> is D. I didn't anime. sign up for. There's no anime homework. Psych. Surprise! <laughs> this is all ruse. It's actually an anime <laughs> podcast. That's why Hunter and I are in the anime shirts. Um, okay, I'm fine for milestone. Here's the thing: when you buy these books, I didn't obviously I didn't look at Dragonlance because I didn't want to peek and cheat myself. Uh, but I know, and, and maybe Sean, you can speak to Sean. They have things in like chapter increments. Same with yes. I have uh, Strickhaven and I have the Candle Keep, which I want to combine together for like a giant high school campaign or college campaign. Mm -hmm. um, but uh so that being said um i'm i when you run these milestone if you run a homebrew or you run like he's doing uh connor wants to do the open world i think experience is the way to go and we talk kind of consequences with everything else so let's move on to the next part um in-game topics so metagaming rules debate character death pvp i'm one to know like hey let's all look up this rule and then I think the rule debate thing in metagaming is hard because some people really hate metagaming. And Sean, I want you to find metagaming for the group. 
metagaming is when you use outside knowledge of the game or whatever to influence like your character's decisions right like if you guys get a cutaway because i want to do something for dramatic effect of two characters mm -hmm. talking about how they're going to screw you over and you know that like i'm not there i'm in another room right but then like yeah, Eric you, don't, and you don't get to know that and yeah. then I, I'm making decisions for my character based on stuff that I have no idea about. Or, like, having someone... Like, this is where it gets kind of gray, is where other people kind of tell you things that you your character should do. That's when it gets kind of, like, sticky, because... Yeah. The, are you doing it in character? Or is it something that you just forgot that your character can do? Like, I feel like people can help you, like, once or twice with that before it starts to get, like... Right, because well, especially always... in the beginning, you don't know all the things of your character you can do, and sometimes people are like, "Bro, you can stealth. You're a rogue. Yeah, why, yeah, why aren't you... yeah. You can hide." And yeah. the other thing I always like is like when those kind of cutaways happen, where it's like, and the guy that you brought with you, you think you trust him, and they're the marks, and then like you cut back, and like me and Eric, he seems like a great guy. Like yeah. you're talking about, <laughs> you kind of double down on being so. I like the. That's the best way to play it. Um, it is. I always say too, if characters fun. are going to talk, do it in character. That makes it more fun, more immersive. Be your character. That's, oh, oh, that's yeah. another question. I've got a plan. Do, we do we have to use voices or like do? Yeah, like, if you, I mean, if your character our... has a voice, it depends yeah. on what you do, right? Hi, um, I'm I'm deep voice Sean. This oh is yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm into it. Hey, what's up? Um, character death and rules debate. So character death, we we kind of just run the standard rules. And then, like, if a character wants to be reincarnated, if a character, there's there's options, right, for character death. But rule debates, something I, I am not an expert. I, you can always learn more. And I have people with me, and it, we're a group. And so, ultimately, the DM has the final say. It's something we've established in this group, right? But the rules are presented, and when the right case is made, we'll go, oh, okay. Like, we had an issue, not issue, that's the wrong word. We had like a misunderstanding about um, one. I I screwed up on armor class. I was making it way too hard to hit for the longest time. And then I went and reread the player's handbook. But the other thing that we were big on was like time. How long's a round? And a round from beginning is six seconds, right? Um, and it's not six. And I was like, oh, it's six seconds per person. But per no, turn. it's a round per turn. Yeah. Um, and then you. We've all gone through little things. Uh, Hunter's really good about bringing up spell stuff and sharing that or the, and giving me the rundown. Because sometimes, too, as the DM, you're juggling like 20 things at once. So it really does help. I don't mind a person telling me something and I can look into it. Um, but at the same time, w we all know, like, if Eric was DMing and he goes, well, this is how it's going to work. You know, it's about finding a happy medium, but we're going to go with the DM. Um, character death. We had a, we've had NPC die <laughs> in our campaign. Um, <laughs> brutal, man. Too soon. Trick. <laughs> and um, oh, poor Yancey. Poor Yancey. <laughs> and uh, he's so and Applebee's. Yeah, he just uh, it. Yeah, but there <laughs> is no herb. there is no poor. I pushed him no off poor Applebee's. Him. Yeah, you even Eric wasn't even the one who got to kill Applebee's. Sean yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I'm the one he, was to, uh, he was trying to kill my girlfriend. He was. Uh Blaine did Blaine did punk Applebee's though. <laughs> a lot. Applebee's a was lot. like this he ruined Applebee's life. I kept coming back and being like a little <laughs> asshole. But that <laughs> was uh, again, that's I yeah, that's fun, right? And we'll kind of mm -hmm. do stuff like that, I'm sure. I'm looking through this and like, okay, what's a character I could make that does that? 
Um, character death, though, I think we kind of kind of play it by ear because there's ways you could find a powerful druid and be resurrected, and it could be like a little side quest for the group. You could make a pact with a demon, becoming like a Teflon type thing. Never. Um, and then PvP. Uh, I put a question mark with it. I. I don't. I think PvP is more like. Hey, my character's mad at yours, so we're just going to do athletic grapple checks and whoever wins those. Like, no fights to the death. If I, I think PvP can end poorly, because sometimes a certain class is built so strong where you can't do anything. You're like, oh no. Right? Um, is, is is the subject of how much we plan on... I, is, that, is that something we can talk about in a session zero? Like, like, yeah. like let's, let's kind of set boundaries on PvP, like in general, like Okay, guys, let's let's try to keep this thing on the rails and not kill each other. Yeah, I think is, I think that... it is a We're cohesive not, I, are team. Are any game. of us? None of us are going to. Well, like, kind of the question is: Are are any of us going to be evil characters? And like, usually you don't, unless you have an explicit kind of like decision from the beginning. Usually, evil characters aren't allowed or don't make sense because evil characters innately are going to be backstabbing, like literally backstabbing or like being like jerks to other people yeah unless and i don't they want to roll like that i one i will say like one thing rather than like actually fighting each other i think a more common pvp thing that you would see is people stealing from each other yeah like in a way like how is that how much of that is allowed like say someone gets some piece of loot that your character is like oh i could use that and maybe your character is not evil per se but there might be like a thief or whatever that's just yeah. like Ooh, i want to collect um, every i think tiny i trinket. think it could come back as a consequence i think it goes back to that like i steal from it um but i i think that's something that you talk about though in a session zero like okay guys this is yeah, what i'm thinking about sure. this is my character's thing is he's a nice guy he's just got sticky fingers and he wants yeah. to take so people. keep anything so you like keep close to cool you. with you guys yeah it's like is that yeah. cool that like you know, I'm going to try and, and, you know, and fleece you guys, you know, some of your loot here. Or it could be like, hey, what happened to this thing? Oh, I sold it. Like, and you're just open it's, and honest about it. You're like, ah! Because like, I, I would love, you know, like a mechanic like that, I would love to be able to find the balance of what is fun or funny yes. versus what's yes. just kind of annoying. Exactly, because if you go back to rule zero where it's like, have fun, I think the main thing that it comes down to with PvP is like, you want to make sure you're not infringing on other people having fun. Because like yeah. if you're being a jerk and someone like I got this new bone, it's amazing, da da da, and then you're like, you like I steal the bone, bone. Like, yeah, whatever. But, you're being a jerk, then right? Then you're being yeah. a dick, or yeah, yeah. well, it's or... it's like you know, are, you know, are you are you stealing beer from my character's inventory? Well, that's that's no big deal. Are you stealing yep. you know stealing this really cool item? Well, you know, then I might have an issue with that. But right, mm -hmm. right, or my character might have an issue. And with then that again, the DM should be like, you're gonna try to steal that from them, okay? Uh, you got to roll a nat 20, right? Like you got to make the, uh, or a DC, whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And I, uh, I think ahead. like two, for like PvP, like say two characters get in like a friendly kind of like, like let's take this outside or whatever. Like I think if you both kind of agree to it and you like, fit, again, probably like not to the death, but like. Right, that's so, why like, I say yeah, athletic check or whatever. Yeah. Because then it's like a fist fight. Then it's if fun you do, or cool. Or... Yeah. You know, or like a grappling match, you know, like, all right. You know, like drunk dudes at at the bar in their youth. Um, well, I mean, could we could we have like different? I mean, that that, that I think that that actually lends to something fun. Like, you know, the two characters can stand there and debate. How do you want to settle this? Yeah, and instead that could of, be a and, thing. If they, a they piece, could yeah. they could say they could say okay, you know, combat to half health or oh. something like that, or 
Or they could say, no, we're going to have a wrestling match or no, we're going to build a sandcastle. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. So, however you, know, you want to duel. Like, however you want to do it. A performance. And, That's and, what I was saying. Yeah, like, yeah a just And just work within the context of those different yeah, categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think Creative. I think that's a more fun way to do it than you know than just you know yeah. pull out pull out our swords and try to you know kill each other. Right, right. I the only way like a character wanting to kill each other would have to be some crazy historic arc too, right? Yeah. Um now essentials. Now usually essentials for in person is like the snack person, be the snack chef, be snack guy. Whoever brings <laughs> snacks are always the best guy. All right. Oh, but um the thing for our session zero is how often do we plan on playing? How long will we be playing the type of game? Um, and we'll talk about the type of game when we go into theme here. But how often we plan? We try to play twice a month, I'd say, regularly. Like a really great month, we sneak, we sneak in three, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we play from, if I'm on my schedule, right, 7.30 to like 10.30 or 11-ish. So three hours to three and a half hours. Um, it depends on the group that night. Yeah. And we plan on putting these podcasts out in episodes. So if you watch the live show on Twitch, Underpowered TV, uh, you can watch the full thing or on our YouTube. But if you listen, they're going to be in two-part increments. And the YouTube will probably be in. So actually, if you just want to watch the whole thing live, just come to Twitch. That would probably be the way. <laughs> I just made that call. <laughs> uh, you, you, you open this up with snacks. I will say two things that are very important. Snacks is one of them. Like, mm-hmm. to, like I... This this is you know this last year and a half is my first year of getting into D and D, and the the longevity these these long sessions, I struggled with them and honestly snacks are snacks are really important snacks are key to staying ahead of that and and, yeah. and staying with it. Um, yeah, Hunter started uh, his snacks off early. Yeah, yeah. and and the other <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah. The other the other thing too that I'm glad that we did and it's something I I know I ask frequently about is, is a break, an yeah. intermission, you know, a good five to ten minutes. Not just go to the bathroom and then sit back down. Stand up, stretch your legs. Yeah. Because um, like again, if we were playing at a table, people could get up and move around and be like thinking and stretching. Yeah. Right. In person allows you, I think, you feed off the energy more and you can go really long. But we're also yeah busy adults and so like to get together twice a month to three times a month is huge with the schedules we have and um so we're just happy doing one thing can everyone look over casey's shoulder right now Uh, see my dog millie (laughs) his dog is is just sleeping like Like snoopy yeah that's her bed i don't so we quit using the crate she only sleeps on the bed now Nice. She hates the crate, and I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna try it." And she doesn't destroy it. She's perfectly happy. So my wife's like, "You gave our dog a bed." Like, yes, that's correct. <laughs> you gave and her her own room. It is. That's her it's room. Millie's room. Yeah, that's yeah. her safe space. She'll go in here when she's like, "I'm bored of everybody." And I'm like, "Where the hell's the dog?" And they'll come down. I'm like, "Oh, hey." She looks up at me like I'm napping. Um, but so we'll be playing. Yeah, sometimes we'll try to get a really long schedule in, but it's hard. Uh, but usually three hours is our limit. Um, it works for us. If, if, I mean, if we could do a 24 hour charity stream somehow, that'd be sick. 24 uh, no. hours of D. No. <laughs> no. no way. Eric no. barely makes the three hours. F- th- three. I, I would say, I would say those nights where we push it to four hours, 
after four hours, I'm no longer, I, I might physically be here. It's, it's all just. Yeah. I feel like, do you think if it was during the midday though, it'd be different? Like you'd have more. It, it's I mean, probably that's, I mean, yeah. that might be part of it, but I think it is. Um, I think we're all winding you know, down. It, it, it's honest. I mean, if, if you've, if you've had to, it starts to feel like work. It starts to feel like I have the, the sitting in the focus. focus. Just, yeah, it, it takes some time. So, you know, like I said, that, that I, I think having that, that break in a session is important. Um, and like I said, my, you know, my, you know, stretch, walk around, do stuff and, and snacks, snacks, mm -hmm. snacks are huge. <laughs> I agree. Um, all right. Are there any other and essentials? I don't think Red so. Bull. I, I think, yeah, that is essential. I think some of the other essentials too, uh, for how long are we playing too? Like, is this a, how oh, is this a, like our one campaign, like we're just going to do a one shot. And I was like, Hey, this is one shot. I want to turn into a campaign, yeah. right? That happens. Right. And this isn't a campaign. This is a story. This is a module and we're going to run that module. And when that story's done, it's done. And because it's in the forgotten realms, which is a D and D property. Uh, and if you guys decide to run your, well, Dragonlands can't be run in the forgotten realms, but I think Strahd can, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, Strahd can yes. be in for that. Yeah. Well, kind of. Strahd is its own like parallel dimension, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so there could be crossovers. Based. Yeah. So if like these characters could be in the Forgotten Realms, sure. Um, and eventually we might want to just do our own thing and just do the open world game or start a whole new campaign. Yeah. Um, but we'll be playing this for. I feel like every two sessions or three sessions is a chapter. So we could be doing this for a while, but we're going to take breaks to do our other campaign from time to time too. So there might be a period where, hey, we're not recording Frostwind because we're doing a, we're going to do two sessions of our personal campaign, right? Because we kind of miss that character, those stories. And we want to finish those. We, we're selfish and we put too much time into this. <laughs> I'm selfish. Um, now... I think the other part we need to talk to is the world, right? When we talk about world building. So the estimated campaign mm -hmm. link, it's 12 chapters. So let's say we put three sessions to everything, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it could be, or it, let's say in the 30s, right? Uh, 30 sessions, I think. Um, what D&D version, we're running 5e. Um, what books the DM will look for. I'm looking at the player's handbook. Obviously, the Tomb Self, Rise of the Frostmaiden, and uh, the DM's guide. And then I'll try to find some other added homebrew stuff too. Um, if you don't know the themes here, it's a survival horror and fantasy, right? Like it's the the world of Frost of uh, Icewind Dale is not a pleasant one because of the Frost Maiden herself, that owl creature you see on that cover. She she keeps the world in perpetual frost in Icewind Dale. Um, in the level campaign, right. this isn't a one to twenty. This is we're gonna get to level one to twelve, maybe thirteen, right? If you we play it right. So it's going to be a lower level campaign. Um, there. Any questions about the session or the world? For Icewind Dale. Uh, are we getting a, kind of one of those hidden house rules, but do we get our one celebrity cameo? In yeah, oh, that was the other house rule. Yes, <laughs> yeah. sorry. That is a house rule we established. <laughs> right. Thank you for bringing that up. I was waiting so, for a good time to bring that I up. I forgot about that. No, right. it should have been when we were talking about house rules. That was a good one. Uh, thank you for reminding me because I had this thought. We came up with a funny rule. We have something called the canon rule. And the canon rule is if you want a celebrity from Earth realm to exist somehow in this realm, everybody gets one. Because we were like, this could get too ridiculous, right? 
Like um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Keanu, Keanu. Reeves, uh, Michael Jordan. I think Michael I added Jordan. Jack There's Black. another one, and Jack Black. I, Eric <laughs> has told me his, and it's right. coming. And so, uh, yeah, you used yours for Michael Jordan because you said the number thing. I was like, all right, the number so. thing, yeah. <laughs> so they they and Keanu Reeves has been integral to the story. I forgot, um, did yeah. Keanu turn bad? Keanu He's is like bad. the. The yeah, okay. One, one below the BBG. I, that's <laughs> yeah. what I thought. I was like, I'm pretty sure he turned bad. Yeah. yeah so, so, bad. so since we're on the subject of of kind of going back into little house rules, um, I want a cat again, like, oh, a, like a, a a little a little companion animal. It's it's kind of a standard that I'm just going to have in pretty much every session. <laughs> okay. Just non, yeah, do you non- have a few cats? I have a few cats. I'm a crazy cat, dude. What can I say? But but is, yeah, is that's that, fine. Is, as is long that as it's not like yeah, that's fine. You could have, like if depending on what character you have a cat that you bring with your yards. I don't know if you want to bring it out into the wild or well, if what we... if well, what about like a ferret? I mean, sure, if it made sense for your character. What the if it, about can this... it fit in the backpack? If Does it can fit in the backpack, backpack, yeah, 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 that'd be sick. But here's the okay. thing: travel's important in Icewind Dale, so something you do need to know is. Sled dogs, there's this uh, creature called an axe beak, which is a giant ostrich-type bird with a uh, beak. Um, you use those to travel on. So we're going to roll for gold tonight, and then uh, it, during your off sessions, you're going to tell me what your way of travel is. So you might have a couple sled dogs. You might have this. Uh-huh. You might, and like Hunter, if I know what character you're going to do, we could work something out where that's pulling the sled for you, um, was my thought. That's so hilarious. I know, right? I think, well, here's the thing. <laughs> The more dogs you have, the faster your sled. I mean, to a certain point, you know. All, I think a hundred chihuahuas. Five, five. No sled dogs. <laughs> you said the more dogs. You didn't say Sorry. sled dogs. Hundred chihuahuas <laughs> that would die instantly from the frozen cold. Malamutes for that. Um, yeah, you want mal- you want give malamutes, obviously. Um, or burners, they're pullers too. Um, now, uh, but where was I? So the. That's something you have to think about too. But like having a pet cat, whatever, that's fine. As long as it's not too over the top ridiculous. Um, but I mean, what? if you pull out any more snowboarding tricks, you have to let me tell you what the role is for <laughs> snowboarding. Oh come um, on, that was awesome. It was. You just gotta let me get it out. <laughs> I think we all knew it was coming. Um, oh. So um, that would be that first session. Any questions about anything else in Icewind Dale? Or are you guys kind of just waiting to see? Because I kind of talked give about us, it. Like, I'm sure at some point, I don't know if it'll be in like session one or what, but will you give us like a world overview of it's like what's happening kind of in the world and stuff? I'm assuming. Um, absolutely in session one. I could give you a little okay. rundown right now if you want. Like, let me, let me give That'd you a That'd be nice just so I could get list. in like a, a mental space. Well, this is probably good for your characters. For character. yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. So, yes. so I, I guess a, a question while you're looking that up is, is Icewind Dale. Is it norm? Is it kind of like? Is it like Canada where it's just cold all the time? It's just yeah, it's definitely cold all the time. Wasted. Um, Icewind yeah. Dale. Well, this on. is kind of my notes. question of like. Can I made notes. Hey, it's located at the <laughs> northern end of. It's located on the it's, northern end of the Icewind Dale, Canada. <laughs> you ready? Sorry. Okay. Uh, it's located at the northern end of the Sword Coast. It's bordered by the southern spire of the World Mountain Range. Uh, to the north of the Sea of Mobine and east of the Russia Glacier sits Icewind Dale. Um, 
it, it's so it's, it is the far north right of uh, uh in the forgotten realms did you say to the east of the russian glacier <laughs> no it's the it is canada. it is canada then yeah yes it is um, hold on. trying to find oh that's a like a big piece of lore i don't think i need to read that to you necessarily this is like about I mean, you the could, reckoning good i could but there is a soft opening that i had marked and actually page 22 that's what it was thank you i made notes and i should follow them okay so icewind dale has become trapped in perpetual winter ferocious blizzards make the mountains pass through the spine of the world exceeding treacherous and this land has not felt the warmth of the sun in over two years in fact, the sun no longer appears above the mountains, not even in what should be the height of summer. In this frozen tundra, darkness and bitter cold reign as king and queen. Most Dale residents blame Oro the Frost Maiden, the god of winter's wrath. The shimmering aura that weaves across the sky each night is said to be her doing a potent spell that keeps the sun at bay. Um, Dale folk live in the scattering of settlements known as Ten Towns. They drop off in caravans coming from the south and travel between settlements, and this never-ending winter has left everyone feeling isolated. Although each town has resolved to appease the frostbane with sacrifice of one kind or another, no respite from winter's fury seem forthcoming. For adventurers such as yourself, Ten Towns is a place to test one's mettle, and in the spirit of heroes who have come before, leave one's mark on this frigid, blighted land. Um... The other thing about this, too, I've said when you make your character, this is a place where, to me, when I read about it, people are stuck there, they're hiding there, or they're forced to be there. They're, they're mm -hmm. you know, they're doing something there. Did that paint a better picture? Of yeah. It's like a destination okay. place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that are born stuck there, and we'll talk more about that when we get into the character creation which i guess we're kind of moving in now we talked about character backgrounds in the past and for character creation we're going to tell you talk about what we're playing what they these guys are playing i got to play all the monsters um the backgrounds and stats so one really cool thing about this book is that it has a set of backgrounds and those are suggestions initially i was like hey everyone just use one of these character backgrounds because it kind of ties in but then Eric brought up the point, like, I just never gotten to make a character that I fully control. And I was kind of like, well, what is it? And I go, oh, I guess that, you know what? It needs to be fun for everybody so we can make it work. Um, but if you, I, these are more, I can't really come up with a hook. Like I'm not inspired or sometimes it's not about not being inspired. Even it's just, you don't have either. You see something like, oh yeah, I think I'd like to use that because it fits in this idea for this class I wanted to play. So who wants to start? Well, actually me, he who can't be here, will be playing Goliath Barbarian. So we have the muscle, right? He is not with us tonight, but he's playing a barbarian. Who's going to tell us what they're thinking of playing? I'll start. Uh, Go for it, Hunter. You just want race and class? Race and class, and then maybe the background. Yeah, okay. in the background. Yeah. In the background. Um, yeah. I got to bring up my notes now. I'm going to be a Furbolg Ranger. Uh, basically, I'm a half giant, half fae. Of, yeah. the, of the woods and the icy glaciers. Uh, I'm an old, you know, hermit, last of my tribe, you know, loner with a uh, with a loyal pet duck. <laughs> and it's and, a super uh, big duck. <laughs> it's a big duck. It's, it's actually half goose, half duck, but we call him a duck. It's half something else. 
Yeah. So so <laughs> furbog is this like in like World of Warcraft furbogs? No, those those furbogs are like little gnomes, right? Kind of things in, right, in no, the I'm, living caves. I'm These like, are I'm, much different. I think like you know like not as big as a Goliath, but you know like a like a very tall, very very tall mm-hmm. human. No, they're about it's the like same size. They're seven to eight feet furry tall. Furry and pink skin. Yeah. They they kind of look like um they're related to giants. They're giant they look like, like the BFG, but shorter. Yeah, the big friendly giant. Yeah. Um they kind of have like giant with elf ears, right? They're called giant kin. Um, but they're the the um the glyphs are about the same size. So you got two big boys uh, uh, leading the crew there. Um and he's a hermit, and so Okay. Oh, and uh, sorry, I, I borrowed a little from the sage background where I'm the my my only reason for coming to, into town because normally they just keep to themselves in the forest. Yeah, take take multiple. Go ahead. I'm I'm in search of you know artifacts of my giant kin. Right, and that's why you're kind of recluse too. So it's not so yeah. much the sage because you're you're playing the ranger aspect, right? So you're like you're kind of like a little mini archaeologist or anthropologist in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, Eric, you have a couple of things you wanted to bring to the class today. Okay. Uh, was that Hunter? Were you done? You were good. Okay. Um, oh, got, so, so I had, I, I, I've got two that I wanted to uh, that I wanted to talk about, and um, how do I start this? I, I guess the 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 we'll we'll start with uh, so. I like, I'm kind of into playing dwarves. I like playing dwarves. So both these characters are going to be dwarves. Um, the, the safe option, option A is going to be the warlock. And I had so much fun in our last <laughs> in our one shot with the great old one warlock that I want to do it again. So I have a dwarf, great one, old, a dwarf. Um, is, is, is warlock. Right way to say it? Warlock. Um, and if you're not, you could change, right? Cause you don't have your subclass yet. Cause you're level one, but you, you want to well, go to the old God that's, subclass. That's yeah. that, that's, that's the subclass that I want to play. That's the, basis yeah. The and story. I guess, I guess we could talk about subclass too. So Hunter, you were leaning towards Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And him and I were talking about Josh's change to Beastmaster. Yeah. And way better now. Beastmasters. Yeah. Well, when I showed you that beast of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mechanic for you is going to be this because we said it, but he, he a duck is all three. It's land, air, and sky, so he can switch the character sheet. Um, I was actually going to say, like, if you catch a bear, like if you meet an animal you like and you want to make that your representative for, so like, wow, you could like, I'm taking out this animal today. I'm going to use my land one versus my air one. You could do that too. So that's something we could talk about as a mechanic in game. I think that'd be fun. Um, so Eric, the so, warlock, okay. old god. So. So he's so the basis of this character is he's been in Icewind Dale for about a decade, and he is isolated to the to running this this store that sells nothing. And what this store does is it influences weak-minded people to come in. They open the store, and whatever it is that they want, whatever it is that they are looking for, uh, the, the the warlock creates this illusion for them upon entering the store. So they're they look around and the warlock. What what he's actually doing is he's feeding information to his old god to to his to his patron. That's what he's doing. So it might not be 
he's he's not necessarily um stealing like memories in terms of like you know they're they're gonna oh I, I forgot all about this event he's stealing like specific knowledge like maybe this person has specific knowledge of a of a very of of a very very um specific event that happened and and you know they they forget like a like a person's name or they forget a face or something like that and so that's the information that the the great old one takes so the warlock just he he lures in these weak-minded people and and that's kind of been his purpose in Icewind Dale so that that's that's roughly what's going on with him there um now the character that is character B that's going to be a bit of a risky character. Um, the warlock and, wasn't risky. <laughs> I no. don't think so. <clears throat> no, oh, I'm so excited. So, Brace this yourself. other character is a dwarf trickster cleric, and hmm. he has been in Icewind Dale for the past ten years, running this church. And this church is, he has been sent to this, to run this church and worship, um, worship this God, his deity. His, his deity. And essentially what the church is, though, is a pyramid scheme. And <laughs> so what he's trying to do is lure in people to the church. He has one dedicated follower. One dedicated follower that is like his brother, and so. But what what they actually do out of this church is they. they so Eric, to... if you do this character really quick, it'll be a tabaxi and it'll count as your cat. You'll just have a. No. You'll have a. <laughs> so so um, so the, this the, the idea with this church is is it's is it's designed to teach these different lessons, and so for twenty nine ninety nine per month, uh, people that join this church can come in. And have unlimited access to all of these different classes, um, and learn the teachings of the deity known as the Top G. The Top G. And so, <laughs> the whole premise behind this, the, the, the Top G, it, it's. It if, was before the news came was, out when we just thought was he was a horrible some troll. Very recent news. So I have always seen. The top G as a troll, as as a as a troll of epic proportions, as a character, as as a as a movie character, as as a troll that is not to be taken seriously, and mm. now he is potentially allegedly, and I want to say this you know, allegedly, um, so it doesn't sue you or us, yeah, 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 in, you know, He's petty. allegations of. Human trafficking, rape, um, organized crime, a lot of that stuff's come out. So part of me is just like, man, we could go with this because it's just a hilarious concept. But at the same time, I don't know if I don't think I want to touch that. Now, I, the other I thing was, too, the character was questioning the church, right? That was the other thing. Like, well, it was yeah, going to be this so, whole thing. Of, yeah, let's, let's so, bring so, that back. Not like so, super in So the the... The dwarf cleric, this whole time, he's been, you know, 10 years, only one follower. He's done with, with this religion. He's he's over it. He's barely, he's he's barely hanging on. He's he's questioning it. And it's it's very much like like Butters from South Park kind of a perspective on this thing. <laughs> like he's just ready. Okay. He's he's 
He's looking for his way out, but somehow within this adventure, um, the, the, the a little bit of a spark comes to comes to this church, and he's it, it's kind of getting going a little bit. So he's kind of you know. It's it's wow! After ten now, years, I've got some interest, but I'm so done because this is so ridiculous. That was going to be the whole premise of this whole thing. You wrote a whole one shot in your character backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just—that's good. More notes is better. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I think I, I want to open it up to the group uh, because Go I ahead, love Sean, I love Hunter. I, I, cannot, I'll just I think we could use the cleric, I but I like could... the warlock's background. I like the warlock. It seemed fun, but like you try to convince people to like you know buy stuff, and then you get points with your old god. Yeah. I also think you could use the cleric and just not make it the top G. It's still a cleric in a pyramid scheme because trickery domain. It still works, and it's still funny. And if you just go full butters and be like, oh, the whole, golly, geez. See, see, the, the, <laughs> the, the thing is, though, the whole idea of it being a parody of itself. Sure. Here's the thing. So I would have been the one being Andrew Tate. It would have been you. Hold on. It's putting me in the heart. Yeah. The top G. All right. Well, I mean, should, should, we do the, should we do what the great reveal was going to be, though? You already did. You said the top G. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but and he was gonna be a no. And he was gonna be like, we were gonna wizard of Oz it. So like he was like a powerful deity with his scrying stone. Especially if you're streaming it and using it for content. You yeah. have to think about it from out, like oh, out yeah. of context. Like a lot of people are gonna well, people will see clips or episodes out of context and might yeah. yeah. They if unless they follow along the whole time, they might yeah. take it very easily out of context. So I so let's that's that's let, why let, we're like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I want to know what Hunter's thoughts were. Oh no, I just that it was impressive. Like you basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm serious. Like that's you it just is. wrote like a whole one shot. Like yeah. we could do, we could do that campaign. Like we all join your church and pay twenty nine ninety nine, and you're like, <laughs> no, well, these no, that guys. was the other shtick. Like you guys would just keep he'd keep harassing you. He's like, I'll heal you for twenty nine ninety nine. Like this is this is like a so could okay, is this the thing with D and D groups where maybe they come up with a like okay a group the, the character yeah, that's what the, this the, hero is <laughs> the corrupt cleric pyramid scheme character might be better suited for a different campaign yeah. down the road like his yeah, own campaign like, yeah. <laughs> like that's the campaign I'm serious like that's we, the beginning we have to fight we have to fight the top G yeah who's no one's ever done it before runescape. that might work in the RuneScape and then by the RuneScape one. We'll know about old top G. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe the dust will have settled. <laughs> so is is the is the warlock acceptable then? Yeah. What old god are you thinking? Have you decided on that? You're still I'm I'm that still around? work I'm still working on that because this I, I still have my canon character up in the air. Okay. And I I like the idea of, of an old god being that mysterious Cthulhu like Yeah, like you like like he, a it, well the Kraken crafting. one looked cool too. Well, mm-hmm. and and so the idea behind behind that was that the only way that you can that you can communicate with this. So inside of this warlock shop, I love this part of it too. He has a secret basement. The only way to access the secret basement is for the warlock to open the front door from the inside. So a patron. So not, I want to say a patron. 
So a, a the warlock has walks, to open the door for you. So a customer walks into the shop from the outside. They open the door. They enter the shop. A customer opens the door from the inside. They they walk out of the shop. If the warlock opens the door from the inside, it leads to his basement. So, so is he also, trapped? So he is trapped inside of his shop. And so in, in the events of, of beginning this encounter, somehow this ties into his his um, his patron allowing him to leave the shop. Maybe, uh, you know what, that actually works out from sort of like, you need to go work with these people, right? Like, hey, be at this spot. It's like telling you what to do. And you're like, okay, like <laughs> you can't, yeah, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, the warlock is very much trapped inside of his shop. And the only way that he gets to his basement is by opening that front door from the inside. Inside of that basement is a secret is another secret room where he has some kind of device that you know some kind of like seeing eye stone, some kind of relic or something that allows him to have some off-plane sort of communication or allow you don't want to talk to your god directly, right? You no, mean no, there's there's the 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 he does not the the old one does not exist on that plane. So it's it's a way of communicating to this to this uh, patron off plane, is this device and like I said, some kind of seeing eye stone doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know, it's just some kind of, you know, relic stone. An iPad. <laughs> I, it's it, it's up to. I mean, yeah, no, we, we, we don't we don't have yeah. It's a, I, it's um, a Microsoft or yeah Microsoft mm -hmm. Zoom. Yeah, a Zoom. Yeah, a Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh, no. Like Garden Galaxy. Um, uh, so, so does that does does this character is, is the group okay with with this warlock? I think I like the group them, like both, cool. Eric. I really do, but I think the warlock's the safer play for all of us okay. at this time. And okay. it's a good character. Okay. So we got a warlock, we got a hunter, we got a barbarian that leaves spool man. And I really wanted to try and play something that didn't have to deal with magic as much. So you still can. Other, in our other campaign, I played a bard. So a very support-heavy bard, which is cool. I like being support normally, but I was trying to go out of my comfort zone. So I was yeah. really wanting to go down like a rogue path. So I was looking at playing... So my character's backstory, which it'll probably be no matter what class or what I end up playing, okay. is that he grew up as an orphan in the streets of Luskin, which is like up north, I think, in the like water deep kind of area. Oh, so it's in water deep. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but it's up it's up in like kind of the northlands. But anyways, he grew up in Luskin on the streets as an urchin. So it kind of borrows from the Icewind Dale urchin background a bit, mm -hmm. where like that's where I grew up from up here, kind of. And but I had a brother that I grew up with. And um my I left one day because I didn't want to be stuck in the north anymore so i left and became like a pirate or like a sailor and ended up sailing like up and down the sword coast and like left and i've been gone for like i think oh i've also i really okay, I got the I, sailor background now apparently too <laughs> yeah so it's like a mix of kind of the urchin and the sailor a bit um yeah that works like, hunter did it too he's like uh, i want to be a hermit sage okay yeah, it's all good <laughs> it's all good yeah it works it's like to me it's like okay yeah, that's fine. But like, the reason, and so then I left for a long time, and recently my brother died. So I left my brother behind, even though we like grew up together and everything else. I wanted to leave, and he wanted, or he was too afraid. He was like afraid of sailing, basically afraid of going to the ocean. But it was called. I called to me, um, 
And anyways, my brother has now died and I keep seeing his ghosts. And like basically what I'm thinking of being is a phantom rogue. So I'll start off as a rogue, but then there's a subclass called phantom and they deal a lot with like talking to the dead and like get a bunch of kind of like innate kind of powers and stuff from like dead and stuff like that. And so, um, but I, I was thinking of being a a deep gnome for my race, which is like a dark gnome, basically (laughs) the worst kind of gnome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. So I was thinking of being either a deep gnome or I, it was be. Uh, honestly, I kind of bounced between a swashbuckler rogue, and that's kind of why I went down that path of respect. Yeah, the for pirate. It. And then the thought about like swashbuckler is like stronger and potentially like more tanky and stuff. But I think phantom is more f- potentially more fun from like a role playing standpoint. That like basically, I don't know if you've watched um, what is it called? What's that Netflix Pirates show? Of the Caribbean. Where... Yes. No, no, no. There's a Netflix <laughs> show where it's like a bunch of siblings. It's not misfits. It's like a bunch of siblings that all have kind of powers. Oh, Umbrella Academy? Umbrella Academy. You know how the one brother Ben, the undead? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, the go- that, where the he's one the brother sees yeah, Ben yeah, all the yeah. time. So I'm kind of thinking my brother is kind of like that. Not as constant. Wow. But regular like, Gerard Way over but, here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I'm thinking that that's my right. character's Chris, kind of um, backstory um, is. Um, but yeah, my char- I, I was going to name my character Glib. Glib? You're being real Glib. glib. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's know. what that means. I know. Okay. So he was going to be Glib, and my brother's name was going to be like Glub or something like that. So we were like Glib and Glub. And we were like lost, these little lost deep gnome orphans where no one really knew where he came from. So we grew up on the streets and we did a lot of like sketchy stuff. And I didn't want to be in that like world anymore. My brother basically got caught up in it and he ends up dying. And so I come back to try and like figure out what happened to him. And yeah. I have, no, I leave that all up to you, Casey, of whatever you want to do or not. I have to tie it into the book somehow. But yeah, if any, like, if it, I think we, work, I think the, a good storytelling is cohesive. And you tell me what you want to be surprised with, and you leave that to me, and you mm-hmm. and I find out, you know, right? Like it, it's that play behind the scenes too between the and, DM and the player. And it, it, he doesn't yeah. know how he. He doesn't know anything. Like his, a lot of his memory is gone. Like recent yeah. memory, basically, is gone for like the last six months or whatever before he died. Yeah, just to okay. make it easier. Like, because it would be really easy if he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, Jim, Jim Bob over there killed yeah. me," or whatever. <laughs> that I'm just like hunting one person. I like it more than it's like we don't really know. So it kind of ties into whatever the big bad guy is or something like that down the road. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, um. So I think that uh, your cat's killing me, Eric. He wants your attention so bad. She's on the other side of the door. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so okay, the rogue would work. Do we have and rangers can heal. I know you're worried about that. Potions have, would be really important. I mean, if we're going to get all the way to twelve, I definitely have multi-classing ideas. Yeah, that's so. again. I'm always a fan of that too, as long as it makes sense. So if you yeah. really want to do the rogue, Sean, do that. What's your other class idea? My backup was an Echo Knight, which is like a fighter. Oh, so sick. they wouldn't even be. That was more if we needed a tank. But you got the Barbarian. Like, you know, more Barbarians aren't really yeah. tanks, though. They can be if you build them right. <clears throat> kind of, yeah. I mean, there you have someone in the front line. You we know. do. We I think we're covered that way. That's why I was going to go yeah. more for like Phantom Rogue over Swashbuckler Rogue. Yeah, but yeah, we don't yeah. really have a lot of supporty kind of stuff. We don't need it. 
survival. No. Again, Horror. you guys yeah. could meet you could meet an NPC. Or <laughs> I was gonna live on the to... edge, man. Yeah, live on the edge. Well, yeah, right. Right. So, totally. The way that our house rules work with like it's easy to use like health pots or stuff like stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I like I said, I that it encourages it, right? So it can be yeah. any group. Um and I mean like you could go get a tattoo and learn a spell. Right? Oh right. there's that kind of stuff. Like there's ways around it, like ah. there's like a for anyone that doesn't know, there's like a magical like item or like a magic yeah. whatever thing that lets you do that. Yeah, yeah. There's you could go do that. Here's all we could work around it and everybody could get something like that too. Um, I'm all for that. Now the other thing <clears throat> is secret time. And we haven't got to roll any dice tonight. So here's what I got. You guys have your personal dice on you right now. You guys have two D eights. I got, I got I need, some two D eights? Two D eights, please. Hold on, I can roll twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've you guys so had, you have multiple sets. I do, but I don't have them available. So another thing about Icewind Dale and your characters is there's something called secrets. And secrets. this book has built-in secrets for secret time. And I numbered them straight up one through sixteen. Um, and depending on what you roll later tonight, when you start placing your stats, I'm gonna text you a picture of your secret. And that's something you have to apply to your character story. So this is a little added thing, the character secret. So this is just like a bonus flavor. So if somebody, if we roll the same thing, someone needs to roll again because they'll know each yes. other's secret. Uh, or you could tell me what your first roll was. And I would just take that number. So, okay. Um, who wants to tell me their rolls here? 12. So we're rolling 2d8. And you tell me that Eric? Eleven. Perfect. If you got a ten or a thirteen, Sean. I got a twelve. Oh um, see. Wait. <laughs> what did you roll? A five I got and a seven? Five or... and a seven. And then you got us. I got a four what... and an eight. Okay. So five and seven, forty. Okay, what do you want? The four or the eight? I'll take the eight. Okay. And Sean? Five or seven. Take the five. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and then I'll have Meech roll one either. See, there we go. That worked out. Um, all right. So I'm gonna text you your secret. Oh. Oh man, I, that worked out perfectly. Like some of them, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the story writes itself. People. Yeah, all right, all right. All right <laughs> the all right, dice right. they know. The dice know. They do know. Actually, this is really sick. Awesome. <laughs> Just accidentally lead yourself into that. Yeah, that's, right. That's actually one of the best feelings I feel like when you're DMing oh, yeah. too. Like no matter what it is, when stuff falls into place and you're like, I didn't plan that, and that I is amazing. The dice, the dice do tell. The, <laughs> you the live and buy. You live and yeah. die yeah. by the dice. I'm just reading them because they're so cool. Okay. <laughs> um. Awesome. 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 So I'll text you guys those later. So we have a Discord, and if you're interested in ever coming on our Discord, it's in the description below. Uh, for our video game podcast, but the guys are gonna roll stats in Discord right now. And did you guys ever find that giant server command? Yeah, yeah you can just, just type exclamation point roll stats. Oh, there yeah. you go. So I'm gonna let you guys do this. I'm trying to figure out like how hardcore I want to be. You can roll twice, but if you whatever you roll, if you don't like your first one, you have to take the second one. 
Oh, okay. you're talking about the whole array? You can roll mm -hmm. twice? You can roll the whole array twice. Oh. And you, can, you have to but take the second one. You have to take the second one. So you got to look at your first one and be like, oh, do okay. I like it? Okay, so it's like if you get one group that's like five eighths or something, and you're like, I really want to reroll <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, for and anyone listening that doesn't know, ten is an average human competency in whatever skill it is. Below that, you're below average. Usually, you don't want that in D and D. You want everything like way above ten if you can get it. Yeah. So Here who's gonna roll first? Oh, Sean already rolled. No, that that's was, the old one. That was more oh, testing. That's a reroll. <laughs> he got three oh nines. no! He got that would nines. be three below average stats. Stats ah. are like intelligence, terrible wisdom, strength, dexterity. I mean, as a hunter, you don't, you know, charisma. Oh my god! Uh, you know what? I got a. <laughs> oh, no. I, there's a 16 and a 14 in there. I can't yeah. complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes! Yikes! I'm afraid. Okay. I'm afraid now. Yep. Good luck, boys. Roll stats. Good. <laughs> oh, that was a five and a seven. Look at his total. Look at his total. I know. <laughs> nice. There's an eighteen. It's an eighteen, a sixteen, a fourteen, which are all pretty good. But then yeah, nine, dude. seven, and a Here's five. Thing. It's okay to be bad at some stuff. It makes for funny moments, and you can okay. be bad. bad. Dump stat. It want... <laughs> goes. <laughs> we only want like one or two dump stats. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a great that's average that's character. A lot Yep, yep, yep. I want right. one dump stat though. Eric, your stats. Oh man. I already know it's gonna be eighty. Yep. <laughs> Eighty-two. <laughs> it's so stupid. Don't don't reroll. Stupid, stupid luck. Okay. All right. Uh huh. That's good. <laughs> Pretty decent. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, 15, 14, 10, 16, cool. 16, 11. That warlock's wow. a god. Jesus. Okay, yeah, the the warlock is gonna work for sure. Yeah, <laughs> those stats. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk stats really quick for those that don't know. Characters have it. certain stats that are more important than others. Like for rangers, dexterity is big, but you can be a strength based ranger if you try to melee. But still, dex is still your main thing. So dex and then wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, and then for the rogue, it's dex and then maybe constitution, a little bit of charisma. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Dex is definitely their like their main one. Yeah, it's like Dex, and then I'm trying to think. Oh, charisma. Yeah, because usually I don't yeah. know how much of a face we character. really have. Eric kind it's of a is. Charisma. It's a charisma his... class. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean he's a face necessarily. <laughs> yeah, true. Kinda, true. It, it depends on how he wants to like play the character, but I know he's going to yeah. be constantly bringing people, like trying to seduce people into his, you know, store, his world. But is he going to be like try working to persuade or intimidate or like perform people or perform for people and stuff? That's something to decide later. But um, that yeah. I think is a great way to end. And so, how every session should truly end is figuring out when you're going to play and meet. So, we try to do two weeks in advance just to see. And I threw out the date to the group today in our group text. The 13th. That was the 13th of January. Sound everybody? It's good on me. Friday the 13th? Yeah, yeah baby. Oh, <laughs> that should work for me. I'll be back from me. Hawaii for like a day or two then. When are you going to Hawaii? Uh, the 4th. Dang. I got to talk to you about making a D&D &D template then. We got we got to get in communication here real fast for Steam Labs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk off air about that. Um, 
But yeah, come join us January 13th and you'll see the beginning of Underpowered Presents Dice Night Frostwind Dale. That's for too long. It's just Dice Night Frostwind uh, Ice uh, Icewind Dale. Yeah. I don't know. I think he just kept typing on autopilot. Um, but if you like what you saw or if you want to join us um, again, you can obviously join our discord and check anything uh, in the description below and please leave a nice review if you can. So kind and enjoy your evening and get out there and play some dice. Good night. <laughs>